Oh my goodness. Uh, welcome to the Pure Joy Project. Uh, my name is Paul Lanigan, as you probably know, the host of this thing, um, that the Lord is gracious enough to continue to, uh, to provide for uh, and sustain. And I'm here with my friend Ben Ludke. Is that how I pronounce it? I think that's, that's, that's like the Midwestern yes. way to yes. pronounce it, right? Yeah, it is. Um, and we are sitting at Canacook um, K1 in Branson, Missouri, um, with a heart to talk about faithful friendships. Mm. So, yeah. Ben, who are you today? Yeah, who are so you? my name is Ben. I pronounce it Ludke, but I don't Whatever. mind if people pronounce it Ludke. You're from Minnesota. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm from Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Um, I am about to embark on my senior year of college at GCU down in Arizona. Um, Lopes, right? Yeah, Lopes up, baby. Come on. Mm. Um, and who am I am today? I am a person um, that is living through Jesus. Mm. Um, Jesus has totally grabbed a heart and a tug on my life. And from a time where I didn't know what, what to do, who to go to, and what to uh, live for. And I've totally uh, just fallen more and more in love with Jesus every single day. Mm. And, um, and <laughs> sorry, someone just walked in on us. But I am totally in love with Jesus. And I would say I am a servant of the King. That's who I am. Mm. Who just happens to be 6'3 and uh, ex-college football player who's <laughs> very attractive and charismatic. Um, Come on. <laughs> uh, and you guys probably know who I am. Um, if you're here, I would assume that, that, you're, um, that you know me. Um, but if not, because you're here because of Ben or whatever, or, you, or it came up on Shuffle on Spotify's Christian podcast station or whatever, praise Jesus. Uh, my name is Paul Lanigan. And I am just graduated from the University of Central Missouri a couple weeks ago. Um, and I'm headed to Baylor in the fall to be a graduate teaching assistant and work with some athletes. Um, and I am absolutely worthy of no praise outside of Jesus Christ. Um, so he's given me a lot of gifts and a lot of talents um, and been so faithful to me. Uh, but it is, yeah, I am just a product of grace, simply. So. We're going to pray. Um, we're going to talk about some faithful friendships because both of us happen to have, it seems like a lot of them, yeah. um, praise Jesus, and that's all spirit-led. So we're going to talk about how that happens, um, and we're obviously not perfect, um, and we are inherently flawed and have messed up and have hurt people, um, but have also seen the other side. So, um, Ben, will you pray for us? Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray specifically for this time, God, I pray that, um, Lord, whatever needs to be said uh, would be said on this podcast, Lord, that you, you would ultimately have your way, God. Um, forever who is listening, God, I pray that um, they can tone out distractions, um, that you would speak to them and you would convict them and you would encourage them, Lord, in whatever that you may say through us, through Paul and I. So, God, I pray for this time. I pray that at the end of the day, Lord, that your name will be glorified and your name will be praised. Because, Lord, that is why we're here and that is the purpose of and the vision of what we're doing. Hmm. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, the structure is simple and you've probably been here before. Um, so we are just going to have a couple questions that we're going to sift through and it's all going to be based on Scripture. 
uh, as I think everything we do should be. Um, so what does scripture say about friendships? We've talked about community um, in a couple different episodes, like for with different contexts, but like what does scripture say about the people you keep around you? Mm-hmm. Um, ben, what do you have? Yeah, so a first verse that popped into my head when we were talking about this was um, <clears throat> Proverbs thirteen twenty. It says, walk with the wise and become wise mm-hmm. for a, a companion of fools suffers harm. And that verse essentially means to me is whoever your friends are and your closest people that are closest to you in your life, that is who you will become. Mm-hmm. And if you want to become a horse, surround yourself with horses. If you want to become a jackhammer, surround yourself with mm. a jackhammer and a bunch of jocks. And that is essentially what that verse is saying. And um, to surround ourselves with people who we want to be like, who mm. are equally yoked and who are chasing after the same goals to encourage us and love us and um, be there for us when in times of need is essential. Mm. I, um, oh my gosh, I just, like, my heart's racing because I just think about, like, how much people mean to me mm-hmm. and, like, the value that I've gotten from friendships like this, you know, yeah. so us sitting across from each other um, and what those mean to me. Uh, so I went to Hebrews 10 first. I think there's a handful of scripture that I um, went into. Uh, so Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 is where I'm starting. And, um, and so it says, let us consider how to stir one another up into love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day, the day capitalized as in the end, um, drawing near. And then that follows um, some really powerful scripture in Hebrews 10, 19 through 23. Um, says, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is through his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed pure um, with water. And uh, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. So we see that like us stirring one another up into loving good works is built on a foundation of being sprinkled clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. And that we will see fluently in, in everything is that if we don't first have a foundation of Jesus, we will miss the mark on the goodness God plans for those things in our lives. Um, and so following that, uh, we, so I'm going to go to Proverbs 27. There's a couple verses in Proverbs. Um, that Proverbs talks all about community and friendship. Um, and there's so much scripture. We could be sitting here for hours going through scripture about people and about how to treat them and love them, how Jesus cared for them. It's incredible. Um, but I have Proverbs um, 27, 6 first, which says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. Mm. Right? So the wounds of, the friend, of a friend are faithful. They are good to us. Um, that is a characteristic of God is faithfulness. And it says that these wounds given by a friend are faithful. Um, and oil and perfume um, in Proverbs 27, 9. Oil and perfume make the heart glad. And the sweetness of a friend comes from his earnest counsel. Mm-hmm. And so I went to interlinear on the word counsel, and it's pronounced etza. Um, and it means advice, advisement, or counsel, um, or like peace alongside each other. And so in you 
um, giving advice um, to your friends and you encouraging one another as Hebrews 10 calls us to. Um, and then it says, um, going back to verse six, right? Faithful are the wounds of a friend. So we're meant to wound each other for the sake of healing. I get an analogy in my head that like when you run, like me being a guy with a, back, with a background in track and field, um, or the same thing in weightlifting is you literally are breaking yourself down for the sake of getting better. Yeah. And so those wounds that your friends are giving you are breaking you down um, for the sake of getting better. And so just a couple more scriptures. Um, and I think the best thing that I do on this podcast or any of us have done on this podcast is to back everything up, everything we say up with scripture uh, because that's what's powerful anyway. Um, is that in John 13... Um, and shout out to my friend Nate Brown, who, as we were taking notes for this podcast, came in and yeah. um, came in and just dropped this on us. Uh, that Jesus' best friends were his disciples. Yeah. And so he washed their feet, right? In John 13, we see him wash their feet and then literally tell them. He's like, if the Lord washed your feet, go and wash one another's feet. Mm. And washing somebody's feet is about the most humbling thing of all time. Um, and so paired with that is first John three sixteen that I thought of, um, that says, for we know what real love is because Christ laid down his life for us in the same way we should lay down our lives for the brethren. And then pair that with second Corinthians twelve fifteen, where Paul says, uh, for I am willing to spend and be spent for the sake of souls. If I am to, if I love more, am I to be loved less? So like wrapping it is like, we are, our friendships are meant to encourage and, and to, and to like, like make people to exhort is the biblical word. Um, that is to like build one another up in confidence and in love. Um, they're meant to be guidance. You're meant to offer counsel and advice. Um, and they're meant to be sharpening, right? We all know Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, uh, which is as iron sharpens iron, a friend sharpens a friend or one man sharpens another, depending on your translation, whatever. Um, and so we're also meant to sharpen each other. And so these friendships, like, they're very, they're very deep um, and surface level friendships that do not have consistent encouragement, guidance, or sharpening, and especially one or more of another in each season, like, those are not friendships that are going to leave you, as you were talking about, wiser because of the counsel you were in. Yeah. So those are my thoughts and scripturally what we're called to as friends. Mm-hmm. Did you just flip to something? Yeah. Come on. I wanted to add one more thing that I was, I wrote down in my notes and it was the scripture of in, um, second Samuel verse one twenty six. Um, this is King David talking to his friend, Jonathan. He says, I grieve for you, Jonathan, my brother, you were very dear to me. Your love was, your love for me was wonderful, more wonderful than that of woman. Mm-hmm. And, I just think that along with carrying each other's burdens and serving each other and washing each other's feet, we're called to grieve with one another and um, grieve with one another by understanding where they're coming from, grieve with them, and then that grief turns into encouragement with one, each other, with one another, how Roman 1, 1 verse 12 says that, we're supposed to be, we are mutually encouraged mm. by one another's faith. Paul and I, by sharing our experiences, by sharing how God has touched on our heart and on our life, we've both been mutually encouraged by each other's faith. And that is what friendships are supposed to look like. And that is the way that God designed friendships so that 
we can share one another's experiences and hardships and mm. lows so that through those lows and through relating to one another in friendship, we can be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Come on. Oh my gosh. And I, that, that leads me to um, both Colossians 3, which is like bearing one, another burden, one another's burdens mm. and forgiving one another in Christ um, as Christ forgave us. Also, I think of James 5. Uh, confess your sins to one another yeah. and and like in confessing those sins it is like faithful like and then pray for one another after confessing those sins yeah. and we like the Lord is faithful to cleanse us from those sins um, and then also like talking about testimony mm-hmm. that us sharing life and doing testimony and like sh- like swapping the stories the Lord has written through our lives like yeah. that is meant to encourage us that's also in James I think it's four or five yeah. um, that it's like you are really breaking bread and knowing these people, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually an incredible segue. And so the second question being, like, how can we build and maintain biblical friendships? Mm-hmm. How do we do that? Um, you want to start us? Yeah. I, I just wrote down um, not to spread ourselves too thin to where intentionality is lost. Mm. Um, I think a lot of times, especially for me as a Christian, I want to be everything to everyone mm. and try and reach everyone that I can around me and love everyone intentionally as I can. But imitating the life of Jesus, like he preached to everyone and the nations, but he had his 12 oh. and then he also specifically had his three. And his 72. Yes. But and yes, 72. Absolutely. And so looking and imitating the life of Jesus, knowing that there, there needs to be intentional um, few friendships um, mm-hmm. so that intentionality doesn't get lost and so I think a way that we can like build and maintain that is to not get lost in the numbers of friendships mm-hmm. and to not get lost and caught up in how many people am I encouraging how many people am I confessing to but losing and that has a, um, a tendency to lose the intentionality and so I think it's super important to find those one two three maybe for um, whatever number it may be, people in your life for a certain season mm. to seek intentional, deep relationships with yeah. that you can pour your whole heart out to mm. instead of pouring half of your heart out to or a quarter of your heart out to so many different people. Yeah, mm, I, that's so cool because I, um, I was told, especially when I was leaving Central Missouri, like, I would walk that campus. I'd walk into any building. I'd walk to anywhere in Warrensburg, Missouri, and, like, would have interactions with people that I knew and loved. Mm. And so all these people, like, as I was building newer friendships, they were getting to know me, whatever. They were like, how do you know everybody? You know everybody. There's yeah. going on. And what I've told them is, like, I don't know everybody because I sought to know everybody. Yeah. I know everybody, and quote, that's in quotations. Um, I don't know everybody, but right. I, I know everybody because... Um, I spent intentionally one relationship at a time, which yeah. leads to another relationship, which leads to another relationship. And so it was like seeking those people one go at a time, like one of them at a time, maybe a few of them. We talked about three, and that's, that's uh, PJJ, right? Peter, James, John. Yeah. Those are Jesus' three. Like he mm-hmm. gave them his whole heart, everything about him. He was, they were there at the transfiguration. They were there and all this stuff. And then he had the 12. You know, mm-hmm. you start to add in 
um, um, all the other disciples. And then he had the 72. And I'm sure they all felt loved by yeah, Jesus. You totally. know? But it was like there were levels to the, to the depth of those relationships. Right. And so it's about um, the one – like the word that I have in like double time, all caps, and bolded in my notes is seek. Mm-hmm. Right? People wow. love to feel sought. Like if you are really going after somebody and like, and that being in a friendship way, I get these people, this, the way our relationship started was because the Holy Spirit put it on my heart to know you. Yeah. And so we just like both kind of had the same conviction. So we got to know each other yeah. and like, yeah. how sick is that? Um, and the Lord is faithful in that, but it's like people feel so special when they are sought, yeah. when they feel worthy of your time and your care and your attention. Um, I have, we're going to go into a little bit more like examples in a minute, but, um, one of my friends from UCM, one of my best friends throughout like my, my last semester of college, his name is Jack Leibel mm-hmm. and Jack makes people feel so special because he just asks them to do everything with him. He's going to Walmart. Hey, you want to go to Walmart with me? Hey, I'm going to get a haircut. You want to hang out with me That's while cool. I get my haircut? Like it's just everything. He just yeah. wants to be with you. Um, and so like feeling like sought out, pursued in a friendship way, in a platonic way, by your friends is so special. Mm-hmm. Like it's something that people just don't do enough. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important that as you seek these people, you mentioned intentionality, mm-hmm. uh, which is huge because that's the difference between surviving alongside people and doing life with them yeah. is, wow. is intentionality, yeah. right? It's like that is the difference between just like associates and family and wow. friendships. Um, that is like, how intentional are you with these people? Do you really know them or do you just know about them? And that's where like, we need to really seek to know people, to ask deeper questions, to ask about their heart, to ask like what's really going on. And then in that, the second thing I wrote down was prayer. Um, in Ephesians six, Paul talks about prayer and supplicating for the saints. He's like, these are your brothers in Christ. So pray constantly for them um, and for their sake. And then as I mentioned in James 5, like you confess your sins to one another, you pray with one another. Um, That is like praying with somebody, praying for somebody. Um, And that is like, I don't get out of the car with somebody without praying for him. Um, Unless I'm like in this crazy hurry for whatever reason. Because it's like praying with those people and truly caring and knowing and lifting them up. Um, And then opening up into hard conversations, being willing to bear those hard things alongside them is like where the real depth comes from. When, when that trust is built and people want to be alongside you and know you and lift you up in the way that we're called in these biblical friendships. I think of even like an example today of the classic conversation of hi, hi, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. That's good. See ya. Yeah. That super shallow conversation, quick conversation you have with someone is I asked someone today when we were at that warehouse, I asked them, how are you doing? And she said, good. And I was like, how are you actually doing? And that opened up Hmm. a conversation for us to have that would have never happened if I sought specifically sought out that intentionality of knowing more than just surface level things. And that was just a really cool example of even today of how to, for me, intentionally seek out deeper and not and under like and more um what's the word i'm looking for i'm saying just like deeper conversations that stay away from surface level worldly conversations of just how are you i'm good to mm. not and then just skip past what is really going on yeah in their yeah, head. yeah. So, man it's been like especially being here 
and meeting all these new staffers and like growing all these relationships in like two, three weeks as camp is getting rolling. Um, it's like I ask somebody how they are and they give me an answer and I say, what does that answer mean? So they say, I'm okay or I'm good or man, I'm great. Like I want to hear what does that mean? Yeah. What does that mean? And what that's opened up has been crazy. And like the simplest question, um, I approached a friend at breakfast the other day and like the spirit had just put it on my heart like to go up to him and I didn't know what I was going to say. And then I sat down and I was like, is anything burdening you right now? Mm. And he started crying. Oh. And then we walked off and had this like a half an hour conversation that was so needed for his healing wow. and the spirit just used me. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh my gosh, like what if I don't ask that question? Yeah. Does the rest of his day, he's just feeling this weight, yeah. this sin, like, um, or whatever he was like, this guilt that was just like ripping him apart. Yeah. Uh, but it's just asking that question, asking that. And then in asking those questions, challenging them in the right direction. Wow. Uh, that is where like, People really feel loved, like when you mm-hmm. care enough to to allow them to speak their heart, and then you pray for them, you pray over them, you you speak life into them, um, doing things scripturally, intentionally. Like people are gonna want to be known by you. Obviously, there'll be hard hearts, but I always say like I get taken advantage of for the way that I put myself out for people and the way that that I continue to feel convicted to do so. I get taken advantage of every once in a while. Yeah. But the amount of times that the other, the opposite happens and people are so receptive and so thankful for the way that like somebody cares about them yeah. is so worth getting taken advantage of. Okay. I mean, it's not even a question. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you have anything else to add? Um, no, I think, I think I'm ready to go on to like some more examples. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's important is like, we could talk about it all day, but like who's done it well and how have we done it well? Like yeah. it's not, I mean, John Bellion says in a song, um, for me to fake humble is a corny way to be arrogant. Huh. And so like for us to fake this humble, like, no, I've never pursued a friendship well. I've never whatever. Like that's yeah. just a lie. Yeah. Um, so we talk about examples so people feel like it's possible. Because mm-hmm. like we can talk about these lofty friendships that are so that they're, they're encouraging and they're sharpening and they're fulfilling and they're beautiful and all these things. But like do they exist? Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely they exist. I have them fluently in my life because the Lord is so faithful. Um, so talk about some people or some friendships you have where either you pursued them and gained their trust and got to know their heart or somebody pursued you yeah. and, and like gained your trust mm-hmm. and got to know your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first person that pops into my mind is as many people that I know from back home probably knows this name is his name's Drake Michelson. He was, um, a youth pastor at the church I went to, um, and he, from the moment I met him, like pursued me and saw something in me and got it out of me and mentored me for two years mm. and um, was very, very intentional, specifically with how, just seeking me and seeking a friendship, but also seeking a, some sort of mentee mentorship. Um, and in that, I... I realized that it's, it's, it's not about us. Hmm. It's not about, and it never has been about us. I think of an analogy of like um, our phones being on selfie mode. I think our world is on selfie mode, hmm. looking at us. How do I look to other people? How can I um, be praised in this situation? Hmm. How can I even maybe like, hurt someone else so that I may be praised. But I think 
what I was what I was taught through um, Drake mentoring me was to flip our camera and off selfie mode mm. and to look at the world and serving others and loving on others and seeing how that simple camera switch totally changed my life mm. from being so me focused to being other focused mm. and to being worldly focused on other people and um, instead of worrying so much about myself and um, mm. how I can look the best or how I can um, be the greatest but rather than um, serving with like a selfless heart mm. and a humble heart and putting others and Christ before ourselves so. yeah oh my gosh I um, as you were talking I was kind of just like praying about who do I want to mention yeah. who did this for me and I was going through like the best friends in my life um, my best male friends, my best female friends, like who really saw me? And um, a guy named Bennett Tiefenbrunn, who I actually get to see this weekend. A lot of people listening to this podcast probably know him, know of him, by the way. I've spoke about him on here. Um, and he, when we were first really becoming good friends, it was like every morning, like every evening, hey, coffee tomorrow morning? And I'd walk over to his house, which is like a mile away from my apartment at UCM. I'd walk over to his house and he'd have a ridiculous amount of Folgers brewed and we'd just sit there and, and drink coffee and eat bagels and talk every single morning. I mean, our relationship, our friendship started because every Tuesday we would go to get coffee together at a new place. I mean, we tried every coffee place in Warrensburg, <laughs> even like Taco Bell, like everywhere that served coffee, we went at least once. Yeah. We were trying to. And then it became like bi-weekly we were going together and we just like were hungry for this time together and he just kept asking for my attention and my time mm. and he kept like consistently like being there when I was to talk about something because I'm a guy that shares a lot of words I feel loved by, by words yeah. um, and by time and uh, and by touch in that order um, and he would like provide those and he would just like um, five days a week we were together in some way mm. and uh at least, really. And it was like, he was just constantly asking, hey, you want to come over and watch a movie tonight? Hey, I want to cook dinner. What are you thinking? Like, we happen to both like cooking a lot. So like, what do you want to cook for the guys tonight? What do you, you know, let's go get coffee tomorrow morning. Hey, are you up for some breakfast? What are you doing right now? As I'm like running between practice and class and whatever, he's like, yeah. let's go get lunch. Like, let's go. Like, he was just always asking for my time and asking, how's your heart? How's your heart? And he would remember the things I had told him and he would ask about those things, follow up about those things. He had a prayer journal. He showed me the things he was praying over for me. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, this is a guy that loves me and desires my time. This is a guy that I drove three hours just to spend 24 hours with to drive three hours back. Like, because it's like his time is valuable because he showed me that I was valuable. Um, so it's just so cool. Like, and I've seen that. I mean, I've had people like claim... Um, my one of my good friends, Ante Susik, um, he's going to play professional basketball in Europe, and he's from um, Croatia. Okay. And this semester, it was like he had a crush on one of my best friends, who's now my best female friend. Um, and so she was like, "Get to know this guy," and so I did. And then that turned to me like seeking him. I was asking him to come over and hang out all the time. I was just like taking him out to go see whatever and. Um, and like every sporting event we were going to together and whatever and like all of a sudden like he had never had a person pursue his time 
like I did. Because mm. that's the only thing, the only non-renewable resource is time. Yeah. And so when we share that with people and yeah. say that we want them to be a part of ours and we yeah. want to steal theirs, like that means so much. Yeah. Oh my gosh, like yeah. no matter what your love languages are, quality time matters to you. Because yeah. it's just like, our time is, is like, it's, it, you know, it's a mist, it's, it's faint, it's like fading. And so like, where do you spend it on? Yeah. You know, so when you spend it on people, they feel special. Yeah. Which yeah. is huge. Yeah, totally. Mm. I, uh, I wanted to also mention someone who I sought out intentionally. And when I was, when you were talking, I was kind of praying through doing the same thing of like, who, yeah. should, who should I mention who I specifically intentionally sought out? And one of my friends who was a freshman at GCU this year, and we were on the club golf team together, um, his name's David. And... I um, intentionally prayed for specific relationships and friendships that I would make on the club team that I would be able to encourage guys mm. um, in their walk with Christ. And that was exactly what um, David and I's friendship was. I happened to so randomly catch him um, in a time where he uh, and his girlfriend of I don't remember how long, but a long, long-term relationship had just ended, and some, and he was going through a lot of things, and with doubting and God, and um, was just going through a really hard time, and I was able to be there for him and intentionally ask him to, hey, I don't have a car, can you give me a ride to the course this mm. afternoon and weekly and daily? Um, that's how this last semester was, and um, golfing with him often and. Um, he's a lot better of a golfer than me, so him giving me lessons and sitting in a golf cart for four hours. Mm. Um, I was going to say four hours on the course and you're only hitting for two minutes. Yes. It's a lot of time. Yeah, a lot of time to talk, and I was able to intentionally seek a relationship with him and intentionally encourage him and where he was at in his walk with Christ. And um, seeing how appreciative he was of that. Mm. Um, and was very life-giving for both of us and encouraging for both of us because I was encouraging him and um, speaking into his life, but then he was doing the same thing to me on encouraging me of, hey man, thank you for being so intentional of this relationship with one another, with you and I, mm. and thank you for always having um, a great conversation, a great deep conversation rather than a surface level worldly talk. Um, mm. And that was something that I didn't even know how well, how much I needed to hear that because that encouraged me of like, dang, when that is so important to in seek those intentional relationships because you don't know that how much of an impact it's going to have on them. Mm. And then in return, that's going to have an impact and an encouragement on yourself <laughs> in ways that are only experienced when acting out that act of seeking out intentional relationships. Mm. Oh my gosh, intentional relationships, literally the story of my life. Yeah. Like, like what, what has changed the most as my life came along um, to be something much more fulfilling and joyous was the depth of my friendships, the intentionality of my friendships, yeah. like the knowing and sharing of others' hearts and mine. Mm -hmm. That that changed everything. I mean, just in a wild, wild way. Yeah. Um, and so, if you could lay it out, how do we do it? 
So when people click on this, they want to know, like, they want to be encouraged by stories of faithful friendships, and they want to know how do I build them, mm-hmm. right? If they're struggling with building them, could yeah. you off the top say something that like, this is your, this is how you build them, this is how you do it? Um, I would first, um, first things first. I would step one, pray for hmm. um, the Lord to provide relationships and friendships in our lives that are um, past surface level and that will be, and that people would come into our lives who we can relate to and um, be able to be mutually encouraged in each other's faith. Hmm. And then um, step two, I would say, is after that prayer, um, is looking for those intentional friendships and intentionally seeking those people out um, by seeking discomfort mm. and mm. seeking um, different ways to get out of your comfort zone instead of saying what I like to call your little holy huddle in your, your friend group. It's easy to stay comfortable in your friend group and not go out and meet new people and ask them deeper non-surface level questions Hmm. and so by seeking discomfort in new friendships um, allows you to continually relate to um, other people and their stories and relate in a different way to be encouraged in a different way Hmm. by um, everyone's how everyone's story is so different but so similar because of how God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and forever. And so I would say, like, those would be the things on my heart that, like, the two steps, first steps that I would take to intentionally Hmm. seeking um, those friendships, Hmm. biblical friendships. Absolutely. I think um, I'll tell you that it starts... Um, if I could, if I could write, I'll, maybe I'll write a book one day. Um, but this is a start. Um, if that's what the Lord wants, He'll lead me in that direction. But I, um, you have to, to, in order to know somebody fully, you have to be willing to be known fully, wow. right? So, um, I want to. You have to. You have to be willing to be known fully. That's the first thing I'd say. Yeah. Be willing to be known fully. Um, and that means sharing your story and your life and your hurt. Maybe not immediately everything, but like allow somebody to know you. Um, make them earn it. Make them work for it, but allow somebody to know you. And, um, and so in doing so, you're going to receive vulnerability back most yeah. of the time. And so ask real questions. I mean, seek to really know these people. Yeah. Um, and do it one relationship at a time faithfully. Mm-hmm. I mean, really give somebody your heart and your effort wash their feet i mean serve them love them bring them coffee like whatever you can do um, go after these people really desire to know them and then one relationship at a time you're going to have some incredible uplifting encouraging sharpening um challenging like like righteous friendships Mm -hmm. that give you guidance and peace and bring you joy um and that is like those are things that are very fleeting as real relationships People just sell their friendships short because they have no idea how the other person feels loved. They have no idea that person's real story, so they can't actually encourage them or challenge them how they need to. 
Um, so, so know and be known, I guess, is how I would yeah. describe it, really. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good way to put it. Hmm. I love that. Do you have anything else you want to add before we pray it out? I think I'm ready to pray that's it cool. out. That's cool. This was cool. Awesome. Yeah, I, I think that it's funny. Um, you guys listening, if we didn't say it, probably wouldn't know that Ben and I have only known each other for like five days. Yeah. Right? That, um, but I decided, we decided, I shouldn't say I, we decided on night one that we were going to be real yeah. when we got to know each other. Mm-hmm. And the Lord has already created more memories and, and, uh, and healing and all these things using our friendship than most people probably experience in years of knowing people. Yeah. Um, and so that's, it's funny how that goes. Yeah. And so this is a heart that was just like kind of spontaneous. Hey, let's record a podcast. Yeah. You know, let's, let's do this. I feel led to do this. Yeah. Um, and so that's really cool. It doesn't take all that much. You just have to... Um, prayerfully, that's that's something that I really want to add um, to is that these relationships, as I mentioned how important prayer is, I mean right behind seeking and pursuing that person, praying for them yeah. and praying for that friendship, praying with them. It was like um, prayerfully pursuing this person, praying that the way they see you and remember you uh, glorifies Jesus, praying that their heart is open um, to be known, praying for healing over hard things with them. I mean just yeah. prayerfully Going after yeah. people. Um, so, it'll change your life. Yeah. I mean, that's it right there. Um, so, speaking of prayer, I'm going to pray this out. All right, let's and do it. And then we're going to stay up way too late, it seems. Yeah. And that's how it should be. I Story like of our lives. Up too late, or up too late and then up too early. That's okay. Totally worth it. Oh, amen. All right. Um, Jesus, thank you that you set an example on how to connect. Um, thank you that. You have, have given us by your spirit um, and the Holy Scripture to be adequate in showing us how to love one another, how to serve one another, how to build relationships that matter, that are as good as you desire with a capital G, a divine good. Um, Lord, I just pray over every listener, um, every person whose eyes or ears this touches, uh, that they are encouraged to pursue real friendships in your name. Um, Lord, I pray over all the words that were shared, um, that if any of them are false or are wrong or misinterpreted, that they're not remembered. Um, Lord, and that you replace those words with words that, uh, that, that lift them up, encourage them, challenge them, exhort them, admonish them. Um, God, because you are so faithful. So I just pray, Spirit, that you go before all of us in everything that we do, uh, that, you can, that you begin to foster incredible relationships and that people take back mental health, they take back relational health and sexual health. Um, and that happens in your name in this country and on this earth, um, that relationships begin to deepen and people desire to know and be known. Um, God, you're so faithful. And so Lord, I ask that you do exceedingly more than we could ever ask or think, as you say in Ephesians 3.20. Um, God, and that in a desire to listen to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger, as you say in James 1.19. Uh, put on our heart by you, Holy Spirit, um, that relationships deepen and that those relationships bring real change. Um, God, you're good. And we are so thankful that we get to serve you and that you have provided um, a stewardship of grace that we are undeserving of. Um, so Lord, just bless the listeners. Um, bless Ben and I here today and bless Canicook Camps. 
as they give us a kitchen counter to sit on and, yeah. and talk about Jesus. Um, in your name, amen. Amen.